every empress must be neat. The same king, Salasi, Babylon, gone be neat.
Yes, yes, greetings, beloved. Greetings, greetings, greetings again. Welcome back to another, I don't know, is it episode of um, What Do You Know About God and His Chosen People? Yes, I am Ross Lawrence with my co-host, Brother Yaniv. Yes, Brother Baruch. Captain Azania is on his way. And our beloved brother from the line of Judah Society, Brother Rasai Adonis. Yes, welcome again, beloved brother. I wanted to continue um, dialogue. This is again Black History Month, um, and we're taking responsibility to kind of continue with the, um, these these continued episodes to kind of get back and reach back to God's chosen people, all the way back to the beginning. So I wanted to kind of talk about um, go back all the way back to um, Queen Candice um, of Ethiopia, um, the eunuch um, Enoch and the Bantu, all of this thing, and the Jews um, before Christianity, and where they were um, located, and just make the, the, the connection in both in the material reality of the land and also the historical, um, what has been known, what has been um, debated and dialogue on, and, it's, and we have found within the scriptures and within the historical records. So again, it's just a continuous conversation on the beginning. So again, welcome again, beloved brothers. Anyone would like to share their what they have found and what they know about the unit? Because I could share mine, and mine is is baby step relative to you, beloved brothers, who have been um, in the archives and digging this stuff out. So for me, what I know about it, in my limited view, which I think is a predominance of the audience, um, is that. In um, Ethiopia, Queen Candice, being one of the first nations to receive um, Christianity, um, before that, I think she was a pagan of some sort, uh, of a, a rock worshiper, um, and she received this either, either from the eunuch in the earliest stage, um, was brought there, and he brought this to her, and she converted and, if, and this is one of the earliest re revelations. So I will leave it there with my little petty conversation, just to start a conversation. What do you brothers think? Please take the floor. Mm, that's very interesting. Very interesting. Brother Baruch. Yeah, brothers. Brother Yaniv. May I? Yes. Oh, yeah. Just to clarify a few things. What, what a lot of people mix up is, is Candace, uh, Kentake, Candace, Candace found in um, in Acts of the Apostles in what they call the New Testament and the Queen of the South also called the Queen of Sheba found in the Old Testament. A lot of people tend to mix these two um, um, women these two women, they say black women, you know, mix these two women up. So part of what you said concerning Candace of Ethiopia which they found actual, you know, like um, archaeological remains and everything of the civilization was the Meroe, Meroe or Napata. Others may refer to it as Napata, the Meroe civilization east of the river now um, in a place called Meroe or M-E-R-O-E. And that's where we have in the Bible the Ethiopian eunuch, the Ethiopian official, who was the treasurer of this very queen. Some say that Candace or Kentake was a title but um, of that queen. And it's also known that those people were not so much, um, I would say, pagans in that sort of sense, seeing that her treasurer 
was a black Jew or was a Yehudi, was an Israelite, was a Israel, you know, you say a Jew, because he went to Jerusalem according to the Bible. He went there to worship. So you know, this is not like some other place in the world. If you went to Mecca, like nowadays, people would say he's a Muslim. If you went somewhere else, they'll say that it was based on that faith. So we should also see that the Ethiopian eunuch was a practicing Yehudi. In fact, when he returned, he picked up some books. You know, like you go to the Holy City, you know, there's scrolls, manuscripts, you got some, you don't have others. He was had a copy of the prophet Isaiah. You know, so the part concerning um, the, being a pagan or not a believer or familiar is more the queen of the south. She became familiar with the Hebrew faith and the Hebrew establishment when she visited Solomon. But she's a different queen, right? Uh, uh, roughly almost a thousand years. They have a thousand years between them. So I just wanted to note that right there, that uh, Candace, her treasurer, was a Jew who happens to be a black or Ethiopian Jew who went to worship, and while he was there worshiping, no doubt he had heard concerning the Messiah, and he was reading a scroll of Isaiah. Maybe he heard a reasoning and got the scroll and said, oh, well, this one fulfilled these things in the scripts, whatever, but he's reading that, and then he meets up with um, Philip, who, according to the Bible, the Holy Spirit, told him to go down this road. Another particular note is this, Master Davis and I'll yield, is that he was on the road of Gaza. And what's interesting is that ancient records and even the Kevin and the Guess, or, or the, the Kiva and the Guess, as people call it, um, refer that Solomon had given Gaza to the Queen of Sheba because there was also some politics and, you know, there were rulers and everything, and Solomon wanted to receive some things like incense, and that was in the Yemen and Ethiopia region. But he had given Gaza to the Queen of Sheba. That is noted in some ancient archives as well as the Kippur and the Guest. So it's of interest that a thousand years later, another queen is ruling. She has a treasurer who's a Jew, a black Jew, an Ethiopian, and he is returning along this road that, according to ancient records, was given as a gift to the Queen of Sheba, her predecessor, over a thousand years earlier. Just to yield right there. So, let me understand before others join in, because I, I need help. Um, so, Queen of Sheba is is before Candace. And if, and if the, yeah. uni, the eunuch was already a Jew, and he was the treasurer within Ethiopia, we are saying that he is, he is an Ethiopian, uh, in that landmass called Ethiopia, that the Judaism was there, even though uh, with Candace, um, they were practicing Jews there at the same time. Correct, correct, correct. I mean, there's other archaeological, historical, and even such as the Ethiopian eunuch, that testimony there. People tend to miss where it says he went to Jerusalem to worship. And we already have it in the New Testament where there were other Israelites and Jews and black, you know, Hebrews and Israelites who had come from different nations because Israel was scattered into many different nations. And it was only, you know, the you could say the homeland security of the tribe of Judah and, and Benjamin and, and a portion of Levi. But all the tribes were scattered elsewhere. So, yes, yes, there was already a practicing community there. That also adds to the testimony of what the Ethiopians and others testify, and even the Bible, when rightly interpreted, testifies to Solomon and the Queen of Sheba and the 1,000 of each of the 12 tribes. 
because a thousand years later, you had the Ethiopian eunuch. And remember, he's a treasurer, and that's a very important position. <laughs> right. You know, a, a position of trust. Okay, so um, what's your other brothers? I mean, thoughts, brother, um, you know, Baruch and brother Yaniv, and uh, if Captain Zain is here, anyone? I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back on this one and uh, listen. This, this is this is one that I don't have uh, much uh, uh, knowledge on. Okay, brother Yaniv, your thoughts? Yeah, can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Come up a little more. I'm on, I'm on the road, but I. I forgot it was on mute. Yeah, uh, and what the brother's saying is, is, is on point and, and true. But I'd like to add to, to that. <clears throat> when we get to, I know your question earlier was about the early Christians, which uh, all of it started in Egypt, uh, so say Kemet or some Sudan at that time, we know Kush. Uh, but uh, that was before under Ptolemy, and he changed his name to Serapis uh, uh, Tour, and I forget his, his uh, the other title that he gave himself. Uh, and if you go into the museum in London, everything I'm telling you, you can see all of the artifacts, historical data. They were calling him the Christ. Uh, one of the first popes who when they entered the, the Egyptian area. So the word, the term, let me go back. The term Christ actually started almost 1,500 years, so say, give a few, take a few, 1,500 years before they, the, the, the one that they say they worship today even started. And you should you should look up the rappers and look up many things on that. So it started with the Coptic Orthodox, so say, uh, deal with sun worship at the same time. Uh, but when you look at that term, Lucy, um, when we get into Candace, and I'm, I'm going to get to Candace in a second uh, from information that, that I have uh, as well. Um, you got to know that, that these guys have infiltrated in, in a lot of areas, because they told him you couldn't be one of us and be regarded as a god. So Ptolemy had Jesus, and he finally got a group of Coptic Orthodox uh, at that time, for the better sake of what they were calling themselves Christians. Um, in that time, 1,500 years before you even heard of somebody born in a quote-unquote Bethlehem. And, uh, once he started having people killed, they just made him a martyr and, and made him a god in the midst of people, this European, you know. And, and when we get through the time period, as my brother was just saying, when Solomon said, and we talked about this before, when Solomon said, a thousand Somebody's phone could be muted. Can you hear me? Yes, I could hear you. Something else, a little disturbance. How the phone could be um, they, they, the Solomon said during that time when he prophesied that he had to take the stuff into uh, this is pretty sure. Uh, uh, 
getting worse. Israel, not Egypt. 
if you understand what I'm saying. And I'm also saying to you, you the transfer of the, 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 the Christianity um, comes out of the and, and Coptic are one in the same. Go ahead. Did somebody say absolutely? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I was going to point out time. The time as far as periods of time. Because like I mentioned about the Queen of Sheba or the Queen of the South according to the Bible and Candace according to the Bible. One is Old Testament and one is But then you have to mute your phone. And there's about a thousand year, roughly a thousand year period difference between the two. So also when we look at other historical events, to get an approximate time of it would be important. And, and to the point about um, the term Christ being applied based on what it means, according to the Greek, anointed, that is interesting because what do, what do we think about somebody like Cyrus? Cyrus in the Bible. We have Cyrus, one whose name is Cyrus. He is the one that gave, that began the proclamation, the edict for the black Jews that were in um, Persia to return to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and to, you know, restart up the, the Judah because say, Judah got rebooted around that time of Ezra and Nehemiah. And Isaiah has a prophecy where some people say there's a Gentile one who is not of Israel, who according to this prophecy in the Bible and in Isaiah, who is called Messiah, in other words, who is called the, the Lord's Messiah, because he would be the one chosen to set his people free and to restart, you say, Jerusalem and, you know, Judah and everything. I point that out. Because it was said that even when Alexander the Great, or, or, or when before Alexander, when Cyrus came about, that many said told him that he was mentioned in the Bible. The same thing with other ones, because Daniel's prophecy does cover many historical periods of time. You know what I'm saying? So I'm pointing that out because when we talk about the term Messiah, Messiah is translated into the Greek as Christos, and it applies, as we know, with the term Messiah. You know, not speaking about the Messiah in the terms of Yeshua, or the one they call Jesus Christ, but in speaking of the term Messiah, we have the term Messiah applied to priests, applied to prophets, applied to kings. Like Saul was a Messiah. Saul was Messiah. And David was Messiah. And these two who were messiahs fought amongst themselves. Well, at least Saul was against David, and David basically fled for his life and fought defensively, while Saul fought offensively. I'm pointing out that some things are titles and epithets. You know what I'm saying? And we see these titles and epithets mainly applied to Hebrews, like the Messiah title. But we see that in other nations, they also anointed their particular rulers. Yeah. So let's not confuse the term Christ in the sense that in those ancient days it, it only applied to the one they called Jesus. Let, um, you know what I'm saying? Because it was a, it was a title of oh, like one who's uh, anointed, uh, one who's uh, uh, appointed. Let, 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 come in. Absolutely. Augustus, Caesar, and all of those that as the Pope. 
Christ. These were terms they made up. And when you get into the term Christo, it didn't mean the same thing as they missed that in the scripture. That's another day. But when we talk about Hamashiach to Messiah, that, there's a great difference. We have almost a three-page, I have to get it, we have almost a three-page understanding of what a Hamashiach is to a Christ. He's so much more than anointed. Truly, 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 truly. I'm, I'm just saying in the translation, my brother. Uh-huh. I'm just saying in the translation of either terminology, it's like saying that hip-hop means to us and what it means to other people. Absolutely. I'm clear on what you were saying. I was saying that in the midst of this, when we're dealing with truth, and you get back to the original terminology, we cannot... Terminology describes those that were sent by the Most High to redeem the house of Israel. True, true, true. It is utterly, it is utterly, we shouldn't even disgrace the creator like that. Um, welcome, welcome, Captain Azania. We're reasoning on this issue. I don't know if you heard the first part of the show. We're reasoning on the issue of Candice, and I'm going to try to respond in the most advanced conversation that I'm learning from tonight, is that Candice is after Sheba, um, Queen of Sheba, um, which is discussed in the book, that the eunuch who came to Candice was... The, one of the treasurer in Ethiopia who brought it back and and his imperial majesty Eli Selassie everybody put their mics on mute for a moment um, his imperial majesty Eli Selassie brought back in his, in his study he says that first of all he said religion is personal and then he said further that Ethiopia has one of the oldest bible or a religious document and he said that Ethiopia received Christianity, one of the, fir the first to receive Christianity as a nation. So with those kind of foundation, we're trying to read it, reason about it. But I just learned that um, Candace is not before Queen um, Sheba. Sheba is before Candace. And, if, and the eunuch intersected with Candace. And we have to now go back deeper to Sheba. And we're talking about the Jews. In early is um, that the, the eunuch, the eunuch was was a Jew himself, according to the biblical study. So you can come in any time that any time with those kind of basic outline of our conversation. You know, I hope the audience also catch up with that. So welcome, Captain Azania. Hey, um, yes, this is Captain Azania of the ISU. Okay. Um, once again, I think y'all, you, you um, brothers, are clear on the stance of the ISU. Israelite School of Universal Practical Knowledge under commanding General Yohanna, uh, Captain of 10,000, Azania, myself, my stance, uh, of course, would be that we don't really look into uh, Queen Sheba nor Candace as anything specific in the Bible, um, being that the Bible does not express anything other than what it states. Uh, a lot of times people like to take something and elaborate or or reach for something when it's not even stating that. And I think that we have to be very careful when we do that because if it, in, in, in true essence, like it's a sign of the disrespect. If 
if I say something about you, brother Rastorans, right? Yes. If I if I speak of speak to you, right, to somebody else, and I'm saying things that are not what you said or not what you do, and I'm making an inference, then you may take that as a sign of disrespect because you never stated that. Mm. That doesn't hold true. So the, the scriptures where it says, uh, um, "Let these things be true," because that that in and of itself, the scriptures will define themselves. It's not very difficult or hard. I I, I, I understand that you want to investigate it, like you said, based on Salah, um, and you can continue to do that. But I, there's no significance in the Bible of Queen Sheba, nor Candace having anything more than what the, the scriptures said about them. As I said, I'm a student in this, so any other response from any of the other brothers relative to that? Because I've heard um, um, Rosai Adonis just spoke about, he found Candace strongly in the scriptures, and definitely um, Queen of Sheba is definitely in some of the earliest books in the Bible. And Because we, we are looking back for that. I remember you speaking of Queen of Sheba. But when you go to the scriptures that talk about the, the time that Queen of Sheba went to Solomon to speak to him, it does not indicate that they had children. It does not indicate that they laid together or had sex. Every time a man meets a woman does not <laughs> mean that they have sex. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you wouldn't think that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are having sex, would you? <laughs> They're both in the White House at the same time. Are they having sex? Right. Okay, um, can I speak, host? Sure. For a moment. Go Just to what you had said a little bit earlier, um, the point I sort to clarify is that I noticed in a lot of people's research and studies, they confuse and confound the Queen of the South and and um, and Candace. They sometimes even people even write uh, like they're the same person, you know, and that what took place in one's time was the same thing that happened in the next one's time. So that was the first point, just to help you summarize and clarify that the two the two women mentioned, these two women from this particular region that connects with the Horn of Africa, east of the River Nile, that the Bible mentions as being part of this greater land, this greater Israel given to his people, um, are not the same women. And my emphasis was more on speaking about the Jews before Christianity right. was speaking on the Ethiopian official or the Ethiopian eunuch and what the scripture says and what a lot of people avoid is what the scripture even mentions even in this one chapter right here. There's a lot of other things that people talk about and preach about a lot that's not found written more than maybe a couple of places, a couple of verses. But here we have a whole section that speaks about this man of Ethiopia, a eunuch or official of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. A point to Brother Yaniv's point concerning Egypt. Did you know that the Meroe people, the people of Candace, they had defeated the, the Greeks so badly? This is all historical. So when you mention about how, you know, the, the queen Candace and the Ethiopian being a Jew and the influence of the Hebrew culture and the Hebrew people there, that's one of the blessings for faithful obedience, too, is that your enemies won't defeat you. So the Greeks were defeated. That's why they never journeyed far south. 
but here speaks of the queen of the Ethiopians who had charge of all of the treasure. This is the part that people don't see the significance of, and had come to Jerusalem for its worship. This is in the very same book where a little bit earlier it mentions concerning in chapter 2 that there were Jews or devout Jews and Hebrews and Israelites from so many nations that had come forward, you know, to witness those great things that happened. So this shows that also in that region there were our people. That's the significance that some of us seek to signify, and it's as significant as our people scattered in other regions, and, of course, as us over here in this region. So just to emphasize that it mentions because there is a community of people, and they are our people, you know? Okay. So I just, I just sum up question. here. Question. Uh, can, I, can, I, can I ask a quick uh, question? Can I just ask a quick question? Based on Please. based on what the, what the based on what the brother just stated, um, when you read Acts chapter two, it does speak of of Jews coming from Rome. Now you as a Rastafarian, right? Would you call yourself a Roman? No. In what context? Even though there's Rasta in Rome. No, no, me as a Rastafarian. Let me answer your question. No, I do not call myself a Roman. But are you equating that like if somebody says, "Well"? I'm traveling, and somebody said, are you American? Am I going to say I'm a Rastafari if I'm traveling? I would do like Paul did. I would use my Roman card or my American card. I know who I am. Okay, the reason why I ask is because you have a significant, you correlated or you associated the Ethiopian eunuch, which the story is correct, right? So he is from Israel, from the seat of Israel, because he's reading the, the Torah, or the Tanakh, he's reading the Old Testament, quote-unquote, right? And he's reading those scriptures, and he wanted to get the understanding of those scriptures. So, yes, um, in order for us to have those scriptures and to have some type of connection with those scriptures, he's an Israelite. But but when we, but when you when you um, connected it to Acts chapter 2, which is fine, that's fine, you, you, you stated that those brothers came from different places. But you are absolutely correct. But what I'm saying to you and to Brother Rasta Lawrence is you make a significance with Ethiopia rather than you do all the other places in Acts chapter 2. If we're scattered abroad, why is there a, why is there, and this is a question to you. Now this question, okay, okay. May, this question may come come across as to, I know the answer as to why, but, I, but the listeners probably would like to know as to why the connection with you and Rasta Lawrence why is there such a strong connection with Ethiopia when you continue to stress that he was a treasurer? You don't, you, you don't oh, say, oh, good question, good question. Vietnamese or, or Romans, or y'all wouldn't call yourself Babylonians. Of course not. But what I'm saying is there's a there's a significance with Ethiopia. His job title. I would, let me oh, first go oh, okay. with my opinion. Okay, no, that's, a, that's a good question right there. On this platform right here, being that this is some of the topic matters we're discussing, is one reason why I focus on it. If we want to chop it up on chapter two, we go through that and we actually follow up with research so we can find out more about the historical significance. But it's on this platform that we are zooming in on that because elsewhere there is a ignorance, a willing ignorance. It's like ignoring 
that we also have people, when I say the Ethiopian eunuch being a Jew and the influence on Candace and her kingdom, it doesn't mean that it's saying that all Ethiopians are Jews. So let not the listener think that by pointing out these Ethiopians, or this, this one here who's a Jew, doesn't mean that we're saying that all Ethiopians, this means that Ethiopians equal born Israel Jewish. equals Jews. Mm-hmm. We're speaking about these faithful accounts mm-hmm. in the scripture. That's what we're talking about here. That's why we're zooming in on it. But elsewhere we speak about our people in different regions. And I would, so and, and I would add, and I will add to that, that within the same scriptures that you read in, he was a treasurer of Ethiopia. He's the treasurer of Queen Candice. He just went to study. Or to, to, I mean, the, the, the significance that we give to the Ethiopian right here is not because he's an Ethiopian, because his influence as a Jew and as a Hebrew and as an Israelite. That's the significance that we give to it. You understand? We're not, we're not co-signing everything that's Ethiopian because you may not have heard of other things that we have said. You know, we use that same scripture in 2 and 12 of Zephaniah 2. You know what I mean? Because it has significance. You know, it definitely has significance, but we're saying that the significance of this narrative here, that's why we pointed out that Candace's kingdom and the kingdom that she represented historically beat the Romans. I mean, beat the, not the Romans, the, the ones before them, the Greeks. And they actually have these kind of wall paintings where you see these white boys with blonde hair bowed over in captivity to a strong black woman who also had black men there. And then we recognize that the influence here is that Hebrew Israelite influence that caused them to have victory. So we, we're giving the praise well, that's to what, that's what they Yahweh, you know, to Yeshua, you know, you know, we're giving the praise to the truth. Well, we have, so all, we have always known caused them to be victorious. Brother Adonis, they so happen to be Ethiopian. We have always known that the strongest army is going to define some people's reality for our time. So um, I think that um, Brother, Brother Baruch, I have not heard you. Come, you must have um, been exposed to some of this conversation because this is this is from some of the earliest beginning. If we see in that change that's happening between these part in the scripture, and again, the reason why I am into Ethiopia is because Ethiopia is one of the earliest embryonic expression of Judaism and and Christianity that we both have the Old and the New Testament getting played out in that timeline and we try to put these pieces together and if we have a whole the queen um, of, of Ethiopia at that time Candice receiving Christianity because of the, the journey of the eunuch and um, the eunuch and, and he is a Jew and he um, is the treasurer in that land for this queen that placed him directly there. There's no other bond than that. He's a responsible treasurer. He's a, he's a government official. If you understand. I think you missed over something, my brother. Okay. That you're saying that how they received Christianity, but before even the Christianity topic, they Jews. must have received something from the Jews and from Judah. Right. Well, a, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So, so, so that transition to receiving the Messiah is kind of an easy transition since, you know, since they already were influenced by Hebrew, you know, by Israelite. I, I, I just want to just, just put that there being first, 
Right. You know, because as the Messiah himself says that you worship that which you know not, we know what we worship for salvation of the Jews or of Judah. Just to point that out. Brother, Brother Yanni, if you were, I heard you have wanted to say something. Can you, you could, are you at a place that you could come on in now? Uh, I, brother, you're very faint on the phone. Can you speak, in, speak up by the phone? Yeah, can you come in right now? I, I wanted to give you the opportunity to share because I heard you were trying to share something. Your thoughts? Can you hear now? Yeah. Yeah, I was giving you the opportunity to share. That, I think that Historically, I have, uh, what Adonis is saying, uh, when you're in those lands and people who studied in those lands, uh, all of this is said to be true. Uh, but a lot of people, uh, like, like it said, it's possibly many books that they have not put in the scripture. And I, 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 I really had one question since we were on the topic so far. How did the Christians, or early Christians, those last Jewish Christians, how, how did, did they uh, come to believing in grace and not the law of the Most High? Can they find that for me in the scripture? Hmm. Um, so could somebody else repeat that clearer for, the, for us? Because I heard him. But um, how do you um, transition? You're saying how, how, did, how did these early so-called Christians, uh, even some of them Jewish Christians, yeah, yeah. yeah, how did they give up the law for grace? Or grace, yeah, give up the law, the Torah, for grace? Wow. Talking about I mean, that was the question that he was asking, I think, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Wow. Where Where is that in the scripture? It's not. <laughs> I, I just say that right there. I know what you're saying. Good question. I, 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 we'll have to bring I, them up. But, but the thing is, how did they come from uh, grace uh, and not follow? Now, mind you, many of them so-called Israelites at the time. So, I, I, I mean, I'd love to, to discuss that because these are key issues. Like you were saying in 313, 
AD or 325 AD, they continue to have these different councils to create Christianity. And Christianity is just for the mixing of all the people coming together. That's why I continue to stress whenever I come on this radio show with Brother Ross Lawrence is the inclusion of different groups and different religions, different philosophies. What that creates is confusion. God is not a spirit of, of confusion, but of peace and a sound mind, the most high. All right, when I use the term God, okay? So what happened, Brother Yaniv, is these people have no connection or understanding to the Bible. They're just inferring and just taking a guess of what they want to just to try to incorporate it with paganism. You understand what I'm saying? The virgin birth, the paganism. You get what I'm saying? Uh, um, yeah. um, the law yeah. is done away with paganism. You can eat what you want. Paganism. All nations and all groups coming together. Love, love, love. Everybody hold hands. That's paganism. That's ideology. You got Valentine's Day coming up. It's paganism. And you have to teach. You have to teach something of imagination when you're trying to teach the truth for the masses to grasp onto it. All right? Because the real people, when they study the scriptures and study the word, they'll see that it only deals with the 12 tribes of Israel only and us keeping the law, statutes, and commandments in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Okay. Uh, Brother Baruch, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. You, you have I anything said, to add to that, Brother? Yeah, 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 because we the, uh, the, the Jeremiah 11, 19, what we brought out last week. Uh, 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 a perfect scripture for this because what, what we see here today is just a continuance of what was started in 325 AD by Constantine. It's just that here now our oppressor has perfected it and, and what he's done has gone on to create further confusion in more doctrines and denominations. So that thing has us, us, you know, as a whole as, as, as Israel, we're the one that's caught up in that trap. Okay. Wow. You know, this, uh, uh, this, this thought, you know, nowhere, nowhere in the, in the scriptures does it say that you're, you're saved by grace. You, 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 you're going to be saved by your actions. Your actions is doing what? Keeping the most high God's connect, uh, uh, commandments. Right. So that requires something. Grace, grace is doing absolutely uh, 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 nothing. You're sitting back and waiting for uh, to be rewarded for something that you haven't done. <laughs> yes. That Christianity is confusion. So, let me also just throw in, because I wanted to hear, because I've always made a mistake between the eunuch and Enoch, and maybe your brothers could talk further about the difference between those two people. I know I've learned about the, the eunuch, but could we, is Enoch a part of this conversation within that timeline? Or it comes at a later date, or is it didn't come at all? Not come before at all. In the, it doesn't come at all? Before we, before we started talking about this, Enoch is, is you know, uh, he's before the time of Solomon and Sheba and all of that. So I, what question would you like? No, you're, you're answering it. Well, you, you're beginning the, the process of answering it because now you're saying this is way before Solomon and all of that, even the Queen of Sheba and everything like that. So then Enoch is, would be, you would think, be more grounded in the issue of the Jews, well, of Hebrew. Yeah, for one, that was one of the books that they chose not to put in. 
right, other nations that we encountered, right, or were to encounter, even in the prophecy. When the prophets talk about certain things that happen, and it says to be wise and to follow the prophets and to and to and to be successful, to overcome. How are we going to dismiss the prophets or know what the prophecy is if we don't look at what you know what's going on when? I mean, even when I mentioned Cyrus in the Bible, was Cyrus an Israelite? That's a question. That's my question to the captain of Zion. Was Cyrus an Israelite? Do you know who Cyrus was? First of all. But let me let me address your first question first. Your first okay. question was why? Why is it significant? Why why wouldn't we put all these timelines together? No 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 no. That wasn't a question. I, I, it was rhetorical. But you can answer. It was rhetorical. It's like like no, why I should we do that? I I not my answer it and address it. I am going to answer it and address it for the for the very reason that tomorrow is Valentine's Day, right? <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I don't follow that. You follow that? You, you know the time of that, right? Oh, people know it. I don't. I didn't even know. I, I didn't even know tomorrow Valentine. I'm not studying that. I said that our people know it, so that we have to know it. No, but that's in the captain when he said tomorrow Valentine. I didn't know it's Valentine. Give 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 Ross the Lord a hand. He just cut you, brother. I know it. Right, he cut me, 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 he And with this timeline, what I'm saying is, I'm not saying doubting that it's not history. 
I'm not saying that we shouldn't study history. Like I told you two weeks ago, my children are studying the Revolutionary War for America, right? And the school system and the schools across this planet are teaching what the oppressor wants us to learn. Our children don't get taught that you come from David, that you come from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Our children aren't taught that, that you God's chosen people, that you are beautiful people, that your daughters are daughters of Zion, that they're chosen and special. Our people don't hear that. Our people are taught lies. So it's time for us to say, you know what? We had enough of the European construct. We had enough of the African construct or the Asian construct. It's time for us to focus in on who we are. That's all I'm saying, brother.
research and, and find and understand this truth and accept it and uh, repent. Absolutely, and, I, and I'd like to add, look into studies. I mean, all of these great Hebrew organizations, go and study. Those of you on the show, go and check it out. Wherever you are, wherever you may be, go and at least listen and listen to the knowledge. And as we get better to be able to publicize this and get the word out with this modern technology, you may never you never know when a young child might come across this in their technology, in their in their timeline. Pick it up and say, What the and start to read and start to listen to us, listen to this conversation, and become richer for it, that start him on his own journey to rediscover himself, that he become clear that he's God chosen people, as brother as Captain Azana said, that we are the people that has been historically dismissed, hidden, abused, and yet and still, our historical records bring us all the way back to that original, uh, from the original beginning. That there was no, there was no other. The most advanced civilization in the earliest of the earliest, beyond Christianity, we find ourselves. That the, the Enoch, Enoch was a Jew before Christianity, right? A, a so-called modern. Not really a Jew. Not really a Jew in that sense. Enoch. You talking about Enoch or the Sorry, eunuch? Sorry, eunuch. Eunuch. Okay, eunuch. Okay. And and we have to do more work to find out that Enoch, which we now discovered, for at least I just discovered, is before all of this. So if if the Enoch was a Jew, even the, even those those timeline because the book was never entered into the into the Bible in that way. We now have to go back and reach out because now that, that knowledge is accessible. We can we can literally. Well, but it is accessible. Yeah. Uh, well, I think what ones have to do, as the brother you know, said, is to you know check out the different Hebrew or Israelite organizations to listen in, and also to begin to do their own study. Because when you read the Bible, start with Genesis. There is a sort of a timeline, not giving the exact dates, but we see where one proceeds and one begat, the next one begat, and a little bit or more is given. So some of that timeline also, not timeline, but the history of things, how things unfold, yes. is pointed out in the scriptures. You know what I mean? From like the time of the patriarchs to the time of Moses is given. So you will find Enoch if you just, I don't want to just say it like this, but start to read and study the Bible. Right. Because you see Enoch is way back there in Genesis, but what people do is they pick up, they might hear say things, you know, hear a conversation, you know, Queen of Sheba, um, um, Candace, and begin to think that they're the same person. You know, and as an educator, that's what we need, our own schools to educate our people, right? Instead of just crying about it, but be about it, we have to say, hey, it's simple just to look at the scripts. One is Old Testament, one is New Testament. And I'm not pointing that out so much to just the eye, but I've come across that a lot. Right. And it's like some people do a lot of research but don't get those basic things right, begin to confound, you know, like, you know, um, one person, like, like Joseph. We have Joseph Old Testament and Joseph New Testament. I know. Anyone who really studies the scripts will see that there is a time difference, a Hebrew time difference between the two. But there's similarities in what happens in their life and the, I have to use the term, the grace or the mercy, the chesed, the chesed of the Most High with them because they observe the Torah, because they observe the Most High's way. 
that he has mercy with them and deliver them out of their situation and bless them brother, and prosper them, even with goods and things that they need it. Brother Iadonis, we are at that time um, for us to kind of wrap up, and I, I, I wanted to get in, because I've seen some of these people revealing and having a conversation that um, the Jews and the Bantu, <laughs> which is, as Brother Captain Azania said. I think, I think, let me just say this real quick, and I, I don't mean to cut you off, Brother Boss Lawrence, I'm okay. going to be real brief. In Ecclesiasticus chapter 12, uh, verse 12, Solomon wrote about um, the studying of many books makes one mad. Right. And when you wrote that, I think that we have to understand before you can have a timeline and we're looking at timelines and we're looking at this and correlating it with this and correlating it with that. We got brothers and sisters that do not know that they are the, that they the chosen people of God, that they from the tribe of Judah, from the tribe of Benjamin, that they are an Israelite. Right on the phone, Brother Ross Lawrence, I, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if you, you, you know what I'm saying? So when you present certain questions, it's like. Why are you trying to get a question of of what's going to happen in the third world's war when Yahweh Shai returned and Enoch come up from the grave and the spaceship and all this other stuff? And it's like, why are we doing all of that, brother, when we got to get the milk? Like, we got to get the basics. Like, I can't feed the baby no steak and potatoes. The baby got to be breastfed first. I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I these questions that get asked and these topics that we be talking about, I think they really complex for a listener who's sitting out there that th that thinks that they're just a nigga in the hood. You know, you know, beloved, Captain Azena, the issue is the people kind of eat what they can get access to. Um, they don't have to have the fullness of understanding at this one sitting. They can just take a bite and come again. And as long as they're growing with us, they will mature and become their own person. And we are at that time. Um, I, I said, as I said, I want to get back maybe next week to this issue of the Bantu and the Jew. And as I've seen that dialogue out there, and it's for us to really engage it and, and put Before it. Before you go, brother, brother, okay. brother Lawrence, didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. Uh, brother, brother, um, you want to? Baruch and, 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 uh, and our brother Captain Azania brought up. Uh, education and we have to learn. I like to, to add, we, we should look at what the Most High has done in this time real quick and preparing our minds, meaning mostly a lot of kids around America are doing things online now, which will be the future for the for children if you stay here. Yes. Some are part of this society. Um, the, the thing that I would like to add real quick, um, those we need to look at forming our own online schools yes. uh, for Hebrew children, uh, those minds that think alike. I know we have a, we have one that we teach uh, online, uh, some of the sisters that are in our Canadian district, uh, they have an online school. These are things that we need to start. Bring it, bring it to light. As far as being on this part of the world. Right. Um, so, so beloved, I would love for you to bring that information forward so that we can actually start to share it amongst ourselves, because we we, we radically accept each other um, that we are we are trying to do good in the world. Brother Yanni, the ISUPK does have that, and if anybody Absolutely. listening, we do have um, classes 
that because everybody's online, the majority of students across America are, are studying yes, yes, online, yes. right? Okay. We have, Great. we got a brother who is a teacher, a certified school teacher in the city of Baltimore who teaches an after-school program, Great. school class, not just for Baltimore, but for anybody can come into this, and it's specifically for black and Hispanic children learning about economics, learning how to bank, learning how to invest, learning how to deal with money. So anybody listening, get in contact with the ISUPK, www.isupk.com. We do have that class, okay? Great. All right. So, folks, please share with ones how to get in touch with you. We win a little bit of on our timeline. This is uh, this is uh, Brother Yanni, and uh, you can find out all the uh, information you need on the uh, African Hebrew Israelites in Jerusalem. If you go to uh, KingdomofYah.com, there you can see all of the latest uh, information and uh, class schedules and different uh, classes that they have available for children and, and uh, people who are beginning to learn this walk of uh, finding out who they are. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Captain Azania, Brother Baruch, Brother Adonis. One of you. Who, who, who speak now? Okay, okay. Yeah, um, this is Rasai Adonis before I got in here. The Lion of Judah Society, LOJ Society, Preventive Search, also at Rastafari Foundation.org. We have the Rastafari Sabbatical on the YouTube. So you can get the links from Rastafari Foundation.org. Um, a call link number 646-494-2388. And give thanks, Captain. I got that communication about a two weeks, a week or so ago. I think you wasn't here last week, but I did get that communication. Hope you received the response at the 646-494-2388. 646-494-2388. Call, leave a message, we'll follow up. Rastafarigroundation.org. And tonight, we have the judgments, ordinances here in the Torah, going over John Law, directions, instructions, the Torah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Give thanks, brother. Yes, give thanks. Beloved brother Baruch, Captain Azania. Yes, brother Baruch. Uh, I can be reached at 281-413-7234 right here in the Houston area. Uh, I can be reached by email also at B-A-R-U-C-H-I-S-R-A-E-L-12 at gmail.com. Yes, yes, beloved. Captain Azania? This is Captain Azania of the ISUPK, Israelite School of Universal Practical Knowledge, out of 1 West 125th Street, uh, since 1969, teaching the people this Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is the um, true document, which is this book, the Holy Bible, um, teaching the truth from blacks, West Indians, so called blacks. Uh, uh, Negroes, Hispanics, West Indians, Latinos, Native, Indigenous of North Central South America make up the 12 tribes of Israel and scattered abroad. Uh, if you um, need any information on the school, visit our website, www.isupk.com, isupk.com, April 24th, April 24th. We're having uh, Passover, and it's going to be in Houston, Texas this year. Passover in Texas this year, April 24th. We're coming down there with 
to, to see you, um, Brother Yaniv and Baruch. <laughs> I'm welcome to come, all right? And um, also, right. Um, make sure you check out every Monday night, Commanding General Yahana, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, every Monday night. Um, you can visit the YouTube page, Commanding General Yahana. Yahana is spelled Y-A-H-A-N-N-A. -N -N -A. If you are in Syracuse, New York, 315-401-1826. And also, Rochester got a lot of um, issues going on right now, a lot of fire going on over there. Brothers and sisters feeling as if they, they need uh, some type of counsel and guidance and information after the nine-year-old sister was, was handcuffed, abused by yes. the police in Rochester and based. Get a bunch number for me. Um, we have an officer over Rochester, New York. Please give the brother a call. Yes. Uh, we got a brother. Um, you can contact the, the same number, uh, 315-401-1826, okay? And we'll get you in contact with the brother in Rochester. We got a radio show out there in Rochester as well. Uh, his number is 484-687-7040. 484-687-7040. So anybody listening in the western New York area. What was the last number? Seven zero six um four eight four six eight seven. I'm sorry. Seven zero. Four eight four. Yeah. Six eight seven. Yes. Seven zero four zero. And this is a brother in Rochester who has a radio show and is also engaging this this issue with this young woman that was abused and and um, handcuffed and um, by the police officer in Rochester. Correct. Yeah. Well, uh, he, he doesn't he doesn't know the sister specifically or directly, but yes, he is. Um, ISUBK is in Rochester. Yes, I. A radio show out there in Rochester. I got you. Yes, beloved, I want to, I really, again, appreciate, appreciate, appreciate love, um, this activity. I'm getting, I'm getting edified and educated um, on this matter, and I'm hoping and praying that our audience is waking up to the new light and taking tools and not only sitting back passively, but taking our talk to be able to, to build action for our, for our liberation. So again, thank you. Please tell a friend to tell a friend that now you have choices. I'm getting better. I'm hoping and praying that I could put this up on Spotify and these other technology so that ones and one can always have access as we get better so that they can listen at their own convenience. And again, there's a lot of information in the short time period, and but it's still revelation time. Blessed love. See you guys back here next week. Bless. Shalom, shalom to all my my brothers. Blessed love. Thank you for your gift. Shalom, shabbat shalom.